Hi, this is Edward James Olmos, Admiral Adama, to many of you, and you're listening to Galactica Quorum. It's a fracking podcast. Think about it. I can't control myself. The feeling I get is that they're flying by the seat of their pants. For this being a Friday, we're really bitter, aren't we? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number 56. It's a fracking podcast. It's an award-winning fracking podcast. Oh, this is the Parsec award-winning Galactica Quorum. <laughs> That's right, friends. <laughs> Galactica Quorum covers Battlestar Galactica, which is currently in the off-season, so we're talking about some other shows, other sci-fi shows that are happening right now. That are not good. <laughs> or not happening. <laughs> Giving us plenty of material for <laughs> rants. So, uh, just real fast, here's our contact information. Our website is galacticacorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. We have a voicemail. Give us a call. Ask us a question. Leave us some feedback. Tell us how you feel. Tell us how you feel. Give us show ideas. Whatever's on your mind. 206 350 6756. Check us out on Facebook. We also have a Twitter feed. That's Galactica Quorum as one word. And stop asking us about the Firefly thing. We'll What's the Firefly first. thing? We're doing Firefly. Did you ever watch those? Did or not? not. Okay. Since the shows suck, we're going to give you the DVD. Okay. And you're going to watch the first episode. We're going to, that'll be our next episode that we talk about. We have two weeks to do it because it'll take me and this long to get three episodes out. Okay. As I mentioned, we don't really have any Galactica news, sadly. Right now, we're sort of in a no-man's land of content for Galactica. Which is fine. Which is fine. We're hopefully approaching when they're going to do some minisodes. And by the way, the fact that Battlestar Galactica isn't here, they're not losing any steam because all the other shows currently on suck so bad right now that I'm longing even more for Galactica to come back. And can all the other sci-fi shows out there realize, hey, Galactica's done. Maybe their writers that are pretty good might be available. Well, I think some of them are moving on other projects, but they're mostly... Well, not the shows I'm watching. They're mostly new shows and new pilots. Well, I have no real agenda for this show. We're kind of freestyle. I don't either. We're kind freestyle! Of, so, yeah, let's... Uh, waka waka waka. <laughs> Did anybody let's, watch The Office? Yes! I love when Jim is sitting I'm there sitting talking up. about... Oh. Well, no, I'm just talking about the comment from the opening episode where it's like, Michael's hitting this one out of the park, partly because she's a major dork. So I guess our first Wait. item on the non-agenda would be Heroes, since that's the one we uh, all have seen. What was Monday's episode again? Uh, uh, another was, future episode. It was called oh, episode, yes. four, episode 4, Our Downward Spiral Continues. <laughs> It's not just now that they keep adding characters. It's the fact that they don't write characters off. They just make them disappear. Like Caitlin. Who's Caitlin? The Irish chick. Oh, yeah. The one who got stuck in the future. A New Orleans girl. Oh, yeah. Well, like, they have no real point for her now that Nikki's dead. Well, right. But they at least gave Micah, like... Two seconds. Two seconds to, like, wrap up his storyline. Nathan's family. And seriously, you're telling me... But as much effort as they're putting in the fact that apparently Mama Petrelli is the incubator of superheroes, <laughs> that somehow they're just writing off Nathan's kids out of the show. Yeah. Like, Mama Petrelli wouldn't be all over them. 
Like, yeah. what are they doing? Have they shown anything? Come on, guys. A little continuity? Granted, that's actually, like, takes a lot of thought as opposed to, like, some of the major issues that are just, like, stupid lately. We now know that Nikki is part of Triplets, so we killed off Nikki. She's playing Tracy, so when they kill Tracy off, she can come back and be Barbara and yet again play someone who is totally overwhelmed by her powers and has no idea what to do unless some man helps her. Well, now they're saying that, like, some of the characters were given their powers, like they were tested on. Mm -hmm. Like what? Did they think, ooh, three little girls, they'll be fine? Well, apparently not. Nutters! They're Why is it nuts. three, though? Because isn't, like, wouldn't it be Nikki, Jessica, and this Tracy? And, and you no, said no. Nikki, Jessica were still the same character. She just had a split personality. Yeah. No, but wasn't there, there was a real Jessica, right? Yeah, but it, she wasn't, I think she was, like, maybe her adoptive sister or something. She wasn't part of the triplets. I thought she was her, her No. Uh, they never said she was her twin. I asked that question, too. They yeah. never said she was a twin. No, the doctor said there were triplets. Nikki, Tracy, Barbara. Yeah, but what he's saying is that he think didn't we think that Jessica was Nikki's twin? That's always the impression I have. Yeah, see, another thing they've never really wrapped up. Yeah, but, but trust the me, three thing now, now they've got the three with the Petrelli brothers, because now there's three. Right. I hope they're really not trying to go for some kind of holy trinity kind of thing. Religious mysticism stuff. That would just be wrong. Why would that be wrong? I don't know. Because we have enough of that crap? Well, because it was just because they're trying to juggle so much. Well, the moment she said, he's your brother, I I immediately thought biblical terms because Peter is a biblical name. Gabriel's a biblical name. I loved how Linderman, ghost Linderman tells Nathan he has to use his powers to save her. And it just so happens that the way she chooses to commit suicide is jumping off a bridge. It's exactly how Nathan can (laughs) save her. Yeah. Uh, Gee, how convenient. The thing about the Tracy character that I don't like is that, at least with Nikki Jessica, there was that element that she did have this other part of her power, which was, for several episodes in the first season, you weren't really sure what was going on. It was sort of kind of a mystery about who and how she was flipping back and forth to this superpowered character. But this new one, it's like, all right, she has a cold, freezing power, but beyond that, they took away the one mystery in like 10 minutes when she went to see the doctor and he found out what all it was all about. Right. And now it's just like, okay, now we know everything about her. And she has a kind of a lame power that's been used in X-Men many, many times before. And she's hooking up with Nathan again. It's not yeah, moving whole, me at all. I wish the writers would put the X-Men comics away. Yeah. Let's start trying to be a little creative and cribbing off X-Men. Cause so when they kill off Tracy, Nathan's going to go for Barbara now? Well, Barbara will definitely show up. Yeah. And there's no about that. It's got to be written in Allie Larder's contract at this point. It's almost too bad that they limited it to triplets because, like I was telling Jason before, Close. it was like, yeah, it's almost like she's become like the six of the series where she can basically pop up over and over again. And that would almost have been kind of interesting. It's like just her all over the place. Yeah. By, by limiting her to only three now. Outside of just the whole time travel, and I still maintain that they're time traveling so much that somewhere on episode 9 or 10, they're going to mess up. And there's going to be a mistake that gets through that's going to have the fan base going, how is this possible? It seems like they've already messed up. In the very first time they went to the future in season 1, they had that series of events that was supposed to stop the calamity in New York. Well, that calamity never happened. The bomb did go off, but New York was spared. So all those people from that future, especially future Peter, Scar Peter, he keeps coming back from the future... But every time it's a different future. 
Right. And he's but having he got his, the same scar. But he has the same scar. And how they didn't explain this, I don't know. Everyone noticed this. It's like, how could he have been killed? He has the healing power, does he not? Well, my theory on that is the Haitian shut down his powers. That's why the bullets killed him. And then if you go back to the first season where Claire was on the table for the autopsy and she didn't heal until they took the shard out of her brain, maybe they kept the Haitian around Peter until they got him back to the room and then they put something in his brain that would have kept it from healing. Which they never showed. It just didn't seem... I, I, I'm stretching. It. It's a totally well, a stretch. Okay, let's put it this way. To me, I think the writers are starting to leave it up to the fans to kind of create their own way certain things are going down. Because they're either not thinking about them or they're trying to squeeze so much other stuff in. The first time we saw Future Peter, when he appeared on the subway, that Future Peter had his future not happen. So all of what is happening doesn't really mesh anymore. Like that Future Peter either doesn't exist or if he did exist, he had to have been created in the timeline well before any of this had ever happened. And... We're not seeing any of that. We need Q to come in here and kind of make everything straight. Can you make my headache go away? <laughs> yeah, there's just, it's too much to keep up with at this point, And I just, I don't know if I'm invested in keeping up with it anymore. Now, I will say they've certainly at least limited Maya's role now. It's almost like she shows up like for a five second scene and then disappears. Did I miss the scene where Maya came to New York and got money to buy nice clothing and has her own place now? I that, think Suresh is a sugar daddy. I must have missed that. I think the guy that's reenacting the movie The Fly oh my God. is uh, her sugar daddy. Mo Henry's an idiot. Yeah. And the thing that just drove me the most crazy is still, and along the lines of the Tracy thing, is just the writers insist on keeping all the women as either like, again, need to be rescued, uh, completely batshit crazy, or I guess they think that the way of making Claire more interesting is to take her from helpless person to evil for a reason that we don't know why. Yeah. I just don't like how they... I even had this problem in the very first future episode they did. Is take existing characters, and they all appear in the future, and nothing has changed. You'd think, uh, aside from, like, what's happening in the culture. Like, this time the government is doing something, or this time this is happening. Right. But it's the same characters that we see, and they're not, maybe they're not connected now, but in the future they're connected. Like, the Daphne thing with him, was like, come on, couldn't you come up with any other character... I had the no, same qualm. We don't want them to come up with more characters. Well, if they did it right and they actually got rid of characters, they showed uh, in the previously for the next episode, which I do watch for Heroes because I don't care, they said, oh, when someone comes back that they don't expect, and I'm just thinking, who can they bring him back? Is it, you know, the father Petrelli? I mean, are they just going to dig up? Who can they bring back? Because they just have a whole stable of characters and they're just not getting rid of anybody. Well, they're definitely bringing back the father Petrelli. But, but he's never been in there in the first place, though. Well, yeah. Maybe in a flashback. Was he like in no. the... I don't think... No, he's, he's always, been in the picture. He's been in the picture. That was That's okay. about it, yeah. Plus, in the future, when Fear Boy kills Siler's son, and that makes Siler go ballistic, and suddenly that makes Claire mad at Peter because he caused it, I'm like, no, I think that was the guy that killed Siler's son. I mean, I don't get how this was Peter's fault, other than you've just got some weird yeah. issue with Peter. How did she survive again? I don't know how she survived. Apparently, she's so good at healing now that she and Peter both yeah, survived the, the nuclear the, uh, oh, um, By the way, your big surprise last ending scene was not a big surprise last ending scene because you listed James Kyson Lee in the opening credits, and when he hadn't shown up yet, when they're digging up a grave, I'm like, oh, he's well, in the yeah, casket. Who else would it have been? Well, who else would it have been? They tipped their hand on that. 
episodes ago when the Mama Patrilla vision, he was standing among them. He was there with them. Right. They did. So now we just got to rescue uh, Parkman's dad from the little box that Parkman put him in. Right. I sent Michelle to an email with these two blogs, one from the Chicago Tribune TV section and one from... Maureen Ryan? I forget. And one from the New York Post TV section. And, and both of them were basically... that came out Tuesday morning and said, that's it. I'm done. And I'm, I'm real close. But I think by their ratings, I think they should kind of take a hint that things aren't working out because... Well, they should have taken the hint in season two as well. Because they they're obviously not going to attract any... No one's going to jump into heroes at this point. Yeah. And they're obviously bleeding regulars, so I just... Something's not working. Well, I think... Well, first of all, the ratings... Uh, the last episode in the ratings was the worst they've had. <laughs> I mean, we said this last season when they had bad ratings, but those were bad, but these are even actually worse. And I think they did learn a little bit of their lesson from what they had last season, where they were just stretching things out. They had ill-conceived romantic subplots. But this is an entirely different thing. <coughs> This is them just doing really redundant storylines that we've seen before. I mean, it seems like they're already contradicting themselves just this season. When Peter, future Peter, goes back in time because he's like, the government is hounding us. It's all because Nathan outed us. But then when they go back to the future, everyone is flying around. So how can the government be trying to persecute them when everyone has it? Right. I was like, did the well, timeline just change and you right. somehow knew that had changed? I was like, I didn't get it. it You're like, right. It's he's, like he's come back from like some police state where the, they were they were being hunted down and put in like these camps or something. But when, when you go back to this one, it's like everyone's flying around. It's like that doesn't jive. How would they do that? And Claire still says that there something's wrong. So basically, no matter what they do right now, the future is going to suck. And by the way. You actually have finally completely killed all my good memories of the first season, too. You did this great first season that you kind of torpedoed with the lame last episode. And now we find out that, well, no, Siler's not a serial killer who's out for all the power he can get. He just has this weird power that makes him do these things. (laughs) He's the drunk driver equivalent of a superhero. I can't control myself. So basically, he wasn't psychotic killer. He was just a milk toasty alcoholic. <laughs> How disappointing is that? Yeah, they went too far trying to humanize him and make him yeah, sympathetic. I, oh, that first part was great when it was like he thinks he might want to help, but he can't do it. But now it's just like, oh, right, totally true. Oh, <laughs> you know, Mama Petrella, you got a bunch of mama's boys. Totally, it's all your fault. And like you She's said, actually the baddest ass character on the show at this point. I still don't know what her exact power is, so she to speak. Dreams. Some, yes, but somehow that shouldn't make her the most powerful character, but she is at this point. So she's the badass. You were saying about going back to the future and how they should not. The one blog really hit it home, and I'll post a link to it because it really clarifies and crystallizes a lot of these points. Is when they have these future storylines. It's a wasted episode because all this stuff happens and none of it matters because it's all in the future. And we're Pe- all trying to change. People it. die. Oh, this character dies. Daphne dies. And that in the fir- again, going back to the first season, the first season when they go to the future the first time, all these characters were dead. Like the patient was dead. Noel was dead. Everyone got shot and killed. And they're like, ooh, okay, that had its impact that one time. But now they keep going back to the future and people die and this stuff happens. And then they come back and it's like, oh. So what? It really didn't matter. Any of what they just did, other than showing us what could happen. So basically, you've wasted an episode. The point of this one blog post was that 
have stories in the now. So we actually know that something has a consequence. Character, actions, their potential death. It's not a do-over. Going to the future is a do-over because stuff happens and it doesn't matter. I'll also say, whereas when I look at one and if Maya's not in the episode, it's automatically better, there's actually now the opposite person to that. Any episode where Noah, HRG, is not in is automatically not as good as it could be because he's the linchpin of the whole thing. So if you can't write him into every episode, warn me beforehand. (laughs) So I'll know that I can kind of only half pay attention. One thing is funny, I can't take credit for it, but someone in the comments section for one of those blog posts was referring to the Hero and Ando relationship as, but they refer to it as the R2-D2-C3PO uh, relationship, perfect. and that's so true. It's, it's like one of them's all uppity, and then the other one's like playing the R2 role of just like, and I'm tired of it. He's one of my favorite characters from season one, because him, like HRG, the human characters, they ground the show because they don't have powers, but those two right now, I'm tired of them. Yeah. They've definitely overplayed the hand on those two. If I was to rank the characters outside of the superheroes, I still just think the Haitian is the coolest one because he doesn't talk as much. Yeah. He just knows he's a badass. He doesn't have to, like, whine about it or complain about it or constantly seek, like, attention or approval. He just knows, and he is, and he's a badass. Conspicuously missing from the future was the Kristen Bell she character. Just, obviously, I didn't have the money to pay her to come back for this season. I she's guess, not on Supernatural anymore, either. She just did one episode, and she's gone. I mean, I, I can't believe that Mama Petrelli wouldn't guilt trip her into using her power for whatever Mama Petrelli wanted. I really wish they had, a long time ago, just kind of wiped the board of a lot of these characters and just started over with some new ones. That would have been the most sensible plan. That might have annoyed some people whether their favorite character got killed off. But that's what I loved about season one, is the first nine episodes... As Silo was going through his swath of mayhem, killing people, people were dying all over the place. And you often didn't know if Parkman was going to live in the next episode. Now it's like, is there any doubt? Even if he dies, his future self will come back or, you know, it's just... You know who they need. We know that the Buffy writers had a no problem killing off people. J.K. Rowling could be a guest writer. She leaves a body count. Yeah. Maybe they'll redeem it. Maybe this whole heroes, villains thing... Maybe at some point, maybe the payoff episode will actually be like a mini war that thins out the herd. Maybe. I want to go back and watch all the Buffies. I've been watching Angel every morning. There are the episodes that I hate. The ones where Courtney is is evil and then she gets pregnant with Connor's baby. Hate those episodes. Absolutely hate them because I hate Cordy as being... I don't even remember how did she become bad and why. Because the powers that be took her up. And I'm not exactly sure how to explain it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the other thing I liked about the whole Angel-Buffy thing is that at any given season, every single female on the show took a turn at being, like, the hottest female. Yeah. I like when Freddie was the queen, whatever she was. Yeah. There was a season where, like, if you go back to Buffy, there were seasons, obviously, where Buffy was the hottest, and then Willow might have been the hottest, and then Cordy was the hottest. And then Anya, and then you got to Buffy and, like, Cordy, and then, hey, Fred was nerd hot, and then she put on the leather suit and went, like, just hot, hot. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to be in Dollhouse. I'm telling you, Heroes needs to get some of the writers from Buffy, because they know how to write female characters. Either way, so, yeah, I've been watching Angel, and I just... It's a good show. I've watched the episode where Cordy gets pregnant, and I'm like, ugh. There's which, just all kinds of things wrong which, with this. If you really want to, if you really want to get wigged out, finish watching Angel, and then go watch Mad Men. 
Why? Because Connor, Vincent Carthizer, plays the smarmiest little prick on Mad Men. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, God. It's amazing. I like, you watch him like, that's not Connor. I do need to go and watch Mad Men. Really good show. No, not a lot of sci-fi elements, but really good show. Well, there is like a little sci-fi connection to Mad Men. Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. She was on Firefly. Yeah. She's, she's very pretty, hot. She's quite attractive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to excuse myself for a few minutes after yes, that. indeed. <laughs> Every time I see a, com- or a little bit and like Christina Hendricks is on the show and I'm, I'm sitting there watching with my wife, I'm like, there's my girl. And she's like, what, 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 what's about her? I'm like, Just, uh. I like Peggy. I like Peggy. Well, since we're talking about Christine, we should give a shout out to the Geeks On because her brother is on Aaron and he's on Geeks On. Yeah, I don't think there's any show that couldn't be made better by her being on it. (laughs) That's a pretty good compliment. Uh, And I mean both in looks and... So we should put her on Heroes. If you kill off like three other people, let's have a ratio. You can introduce new characters, but for every new character you bring on, you have to kill off two or just at least write them off and don't bring them back. Can we kill off Maya? Yes. We all want to. Yeah, and I, mean, you know I know she's there, a new character, but let's go. Well, there is a theory that I've read that some people think the only reason Maya's still on the show is for the hotness factor. Well, after the whole shirt being ripped off thing. Right, yeah. so I think it would be okay to kill off Maya if you brought Christina on. Okay. All right, I think we've piled on enough. Yeah. And, and I don't mean this, like, I just get in these moods. I'm not going to stop watching the show. It's just killing me Yeah. to see what it was and what it's become. Talk about losing your way. I just yeah. think this is a classic example of a show that, and you see this in almost a majority of the shows, is they have a really good first season planned out. Because for a lot of these writers and producers, they spend a lot of time coming up with this whole idea for a show, and they have this much story, and they're gonna, they don't know how long they're going to be on. So they right. do all, as much as they can. And then after that point, they're like, oh, okay, now we got to think of something. And I don't know what Tim Kring's experiences or what his history is, but put it this way, he doesn't have like a Ronald D. Moore kind of resume where he's got Star Trek and <laughs> Deep Space Nine and all this stuff that's building up to this great show called Battlestar Galactica. I mean, Heroes came out of nowhere and maybe he just needs just a little bit of more seasoning into like in terms of guiding a show along over a long haul. You know who didn't do that? Again, J.K. Rowling. The thing I've always heard is she wrote the first chapter and the last chapter. Yeah. She had a plan. Seven years and she filled it in. She had notebooks full of yeah. everything. Right. But, she knew what was going to happen. So you're saying that like Tim Crane doesn't have a notebook somewhere? If you I, can create this many characters, I think you can take some of that thought and create storylines that go out. The feeling I get is that they're like flying by the seat of their pants. You know what well, I mean? I think they're, once they said they didn't really have an end game plan per se, they're just kind of going along sort of the comic book model where... A printed comic book goes on and on and on with no real end in sight. But then you lose have... yourself, just like they are. No, uh, we agree. Yeah. It's a crap show. No? No. <laughs> Any other shows we're watching? I've given up on Terminator for the moment, not because Michelle didn't say it was an excellent episode. But oh, I, that was I, such I, a I good just episode. Can't, I just, after reading that Fox may pull the plug at any second, I can't invest the no. time. The last one I saw was the one where the Cameron Terminator meets, created. is created, basically. Where she was Allison. Yeah, that's Which actually called, by the way. I want to uh, give myself a pat on the back for that. But So that's the last one I saw. I didn't see this no, one the, from the, Monday. The last one she's talking about. The one about. on Monday, you ha- that is... The best episode. But I have to say, the one I, I like that episode a lot because, like the one they did from season one when the Brian Austin Green Came back. flash forward oh. episode. That's what where, this one is on Monday. Okay, well then. That's what I'm saying. I, I really like that because it, it had a lot of 
mystery about what really happened to all those guys. You have to watch Monday's episode. Okay. All right. So <laughs> because that episode one, it's basically an all Brian Austin Green episode. I was shocked that he was such a good actor. <laughs> I just like when they tie those things together, and it's it's done obviously better than the way Heroes is doing it. Oh, big time better. Things that happen in the future and in the past, even though they're trying to change the future, there's a link to it. That there's a chain that goes across time. I actually enjoy the episodes they spend in the future more so than when they go back and have to deal with like the Shirley Manson plot. Yeah, I don't get her. I don't get her at all. They almost need like to do a, a Terminator movie that's kind of like an Alien versus Predator thing. Whereas, you know what? Instead of just like I said, instead of all the stuff about the Terminator coming back. Screw it. Just give me a two-hour movie about the, the, the war. That's what Terminator 4 is. Is it? I just it's saw such the... Christian Bale as John Connor. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it happens after the apocalypse, though. There's I mean... something about sequels. Well, yeah. I just start tuning out. Apparently, Terminator 4 is the beginning of the war when you have the plastic skin Terminators. Okay. Oh, that you can see easily. Yeah. You know what? It's like I just read that there's a chance they might make Raiders of the Lost Ark 5. Really? And I'm just like, dude, 4 was so bad. Did you guys get a chance to read the other script, the original script? Yes. With Frank Durbont? Yes. Four. It was supposed to be the last Indiana Jones movie. Uh-uh. It didn't have the Mutt character. I read it, and it was, it was really good. I could see there's things that I would have wanted to change, but it definitely would have been a much better movie than... Mutt. What a dumb name. Well, if they were trying to position Shia LaBeouf as, like, the hot thing and the successor to, like, a new Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark thing... Didn't work. No, I agree. No one's going to buy that. There's a reason. And apparently he can talk to monkeys. Why Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. It's bad. And he's awful re- in it. Yeah, you know, for for this being a Friday, we're really bitter, aren't we? <laughs> 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 it's the weekend. It's supposed to be like 75 and sunny. Oh, it's supposed to be like a really nice fall weekend. And man, we are just going in with the bitter people here. I don't want to say Brian. He just looks like he's an innocent bystander. But Michelle and I are like the bitter twins here. <laughs> well, okay, here's my other bitter rant. How come Kit is a Transformer now? Can anyone answer that to me? Marketing. That's, that'll go Stupid. down as one of the dumb shows that people... Like you know what? Seeing this show come back reminded me in the eighties there was a show about a car. It wasn't Knight Rider. It was another it was like a clone show. Like they did all the time. There was like there'd be a popular hit show and another network would make a copy of it. And there was one about a car. The Thunder. It, it didn't last very long at all. Basically the car just went really, really fast. That was its whole thing. Okay. I didn't have an AI that I remember. Um, I don't remember the title of it, but its whole thing was it was a super speedy, Daphne-esque speed car. Right. Nice. That was the whole show. Kit, the new Knight Rider, is going down in that level of uh, well, here's, obscurity. Here's my quick opinion of the new Knight Rider. The only good part about that show is the beginning part of the intro music. That's it. Nothing else. You don't have to watch it. Mostly ripoffs don't work, but I think Webster was a great ripoff of different strikes. <laughs> Very underrated. There's debates about whether Airwolf is actually better than Blue Thunder. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't Blue think Thunder I've ever seen either one. Airwolf was better. I still want to make another plug for uh, Big, Big Bang. Bang Theory. Yeah. That's such a good show. That was such a good episode last week. You reminded me of me. <laughs> Except I bathe when I do 24-hour gaming. Okay. She's doing it again. She's talked about her crush on What's-Her-Name, and now she's talking about bathing. Who? Christina? <laughs> yeah. I don't have a crush on her. I just think she's hot. I do. Because she's a curvy woman, and so am I. So go her. Wait, other 70s shows that should be remade. How about Fantasy Island? They no. did that. Did they? They remake that? They, made, or they, they remade Fantasy like Island. A, they didn't do just like an 80s continuation kind of thing? No, they had McDowell. 
I think, actually. Oh, you're right. You're right. Don't try to remake that seriously. Make it cheesy. Small wonder. Ooh. <laughs> Small wonder Webster, should come back. <laughs> Webster is a white girl. Wait, isn't Small Wonder basically Terminator? Yeah, Small Wonder was the little robot girl. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. it's like that Summer Glow grown up. Yeah. I should do Small Wonder. <laughs> Alf. Oh, Alf. There we go. Sci-fi. <laughs> See, we've got to get back to sci-fi. We're, just, we're rambling now. Send okay. us what shows you think should be remade. <laughs> and please, someone talk me off the ledge on Heroes. All right. All right. I think we're yeah. done, done ranting. ranting. All right. I got to work. Work? What's that? Work. Our website is galacticacorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. Voicemail 206-350-6756. The jump clock is running. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, who wants to do the... F- it's a fracking podcast. I don't care. I don't care. All right, well, someone's going to have to jump in and do it. Okay. All right, I have no agenda. I'm just going to do the beginning and end. Are you just going to dub us over with Tom and Pennicut anyways? <laughs> no. Did you get... What's his face? If you could have got Edward James Olmos to do that. I did you? Did. You got him to do that? Fucking A, yeah. Excellent! <laughs> it's a fracking podcast. Wait <laughs> till so you hear it. It's going to be great. <laughs>